Dean Carlin, happy preakend to all who celebrate, all who observe. Happy Friday. Nick Friedle down at the Seaport, New York City. I'm Randy Scott here in Bristol. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. We're on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Your smart speaker, however you found us, we're glad you did. Uh, on the TV side of things tonight, uh, both on ESPN and the app, and that's that's ESPN proper, 7 p.m. Eastern. Serena Williams taking on Isla Tomjanovic in her U.S. Open third-round match. Serena Williams has said this is the final tournament of her Hall of Fame career. Uh, how much longer will we see her? We could get that answer tonight, or she could play on but you're going to want to watch it 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN and the app. Uh, let's talk about football. we got the regular season to the NFL starting now six days from today. And then the first Sunday of the season, we'll bring the first Dolphins game of the season. Marcel Louis-Jacques, our ESPN Dolphins reporter, is joining us uh, on ESPN Radio. And his article on ESPN.com on the NFL page saying the clock is ticking on Tua, how he's changed and why there's confidence in Miami. So, Marcel, uh, focusing on the quarterback position here, what, what are, the, what are the, the circumstances around this story? Why, why is Tua expecting so much of himself this year? Well, it's, it's year three, and for a first-round pick, year three is critical because at the end of your third year, the May following your third year, that's when teams decide whether or not to exercise that fifth-year option. And right now, I, I think it's up in the air. It's not the first time we've ever seen – it wouldn't be the first time we've ever seen a team – decline an option on a first-round quarterback just in recent memory. I mean, you got Jared Goff, you've got Sam Darnold, you've got Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston. It's happened before, so just because he was the fifth overall pick doesn't mean he's necessarily safe here. But beyond that, the past two seasons, for whatever reasons you want to choose, if you're pro to it or anti to it, they haven't they haven't met expectations of the the former Alabama legend. And again, there's a variety of reasons why, both his fault and not his fault. I think he had a defensive-minded coaching staff that wasn't innovative enough on the offensive side of the ball to keep up with modern NFL standards. Um, I think he had a subpar supporting cast as well uh, in terms of offensive line. They had the very worst, 32nd out of 32 uh, in terms of pass block win rate over the past two seasons. And his receivers averaged the fewest yards of separation at the time of the catch out of any team in the NFL as well. That's not a lot going for you if you're a young quarterback coming off a debilitating hip injury like Tua was. But this season, it feels like he has been supported, not feels like he has been supported like never before. They got an offensive-minded coach in Mike McDaniel, who if you ask anybody who knows him about him, the first two things they're going to tell you are he's a genius and he's good with people, and both of which fit into what Tua needs uh, entering his third season. They went out and traded for Tyreek Hill, who is the preeminent home run threat in the NFL, even you know six, seven years into his career. They went out and signed ESPN's top-ranked free agent in Teron Armstead to shore up the offensive line, uh, and then signed a myriad playmakers around him to surround him with, with speed and playmaking ability after the catch. So it, it just really feels like, all right, look, man, the, the, the variable has been isolated. Here, if you can't succeed with this support and, and this coaching and these players around you, then it, it might actually be a him problem. Marcel, to exactly that point, it feels like every time I've seen an interview with Tua over the last month or two, he keeps saying, I feel like it's my time. He feels very confident. How much of that confidence stems from the fact that Tyreek Hill has pumped him up at every turn since 
getting to Miami? <laughs> well, it, it, it's, I'll put it like this. I'll put it like this. Have you ever had a job where you know you could be good at the job, but the surrounding circumstances at that, at that place of work make it miserable to come into? You know, like where you're like, wow, I can really do this, but I can't stand my boss and my coworkers are annoying and incompetent and the office is always too hot, the AC's broken, the food is bad. I mean, that's kind of what you're seeing here. And it's for two, it's like going to a new job or having a complete uh, revolution inside of his workplace where, okay, his boss is cool. The food is always good. I can't hold the dolphins there. His coworkers are improved. And suddenly you feel yourself wanting to go the extra mile. And so, yeah, it helps having guys like Tyreek pump him up at every opportunity. Although Tua will swear, and he's the rare case that I believe the athlete here, he will swear that he doesn't listen to or pay attention to any noise involving him that doesn't come from directly inside his circle. Um, I think he is one of the most unplugged athletes I've ever covered. But it, it, it helps when he's got a coach that, you know, doesn't necessarily – I don't want to say Mike doesn't yell. He yells situationally, but he's supportive. And he has his back. For example, uh, as I wrote in the story, <clears throat> Tua held a, a luau for the Tua Foundation back in, I want to say, May. And McDaniel showed up. And not just showed up, like said hi and bounced. And he went up on stage. He tried to learn how to play the drums and went viral. And moments like that mean a lot to Tua, who he's he's one of the like kind of new age athletes where it's not that they need to be coddled, but they need to understand the why just as much as the what. So, you know, if, if, if you tell him to jump, he needs to know why. He's not just going to say how high. And McDaniel's the kind of guy who will take the time to explain to him this or that and take the time to explain to him why he's got his best interest at heart or how he has his best interest at heart. And Tua's responded in, in sorts. Uh, you saw it uh, before the preseason game against the Raiders. He was out on that field at 2 p.m. ahead of a 7.30 kick by himself, nobody else in the stadium, him in an empty sky cam, uh, running through plays. He got the play sheet in hand a la Russell Wilson, visualizing different scenarios. That's not something he was known to do in his previous two NFL seasons, a couple weeks ago, or I believe last week, uh, the Dolphins shut down their shut down practice and went virtual for the day after a stomach virus was kind of running through the facility. One player showed up to watch film anyways, and it was Tua Tungvaluwa going to watch film with Mike McDaniel. That's the kind of work ethic you're seeing is a guy who feels rejuvenated at the workplace. And again, to circle back to your question, it absolutely helps having a guy like Tyreek Hill who can not only supports you off the field, but he's a hell of a safety net on the field as well. Uh, got a got a quicker question on this one, Marcel Louis Jacques, our ESPN Dolphins reporter. Look, just look at the first four games: Patriots, Ravens, Bills, Bengals. If the Dolphins are one and three, win over the Patriots, or zero oh and four after those games, <laughs> is the panic button getting pushed in Miami that that quickly? Uh, if they're zero oh and four, I think something went wrong here uh, because that's not. Uh, it's a tough schedule, but this is a team that should be good enough to win at least one of these first four games. You've got to beat the Patriots at home. Uh, but I don't think the panic button is going up because right after that, they've got the Jets, they've got the Vikings, they've got the Steelers, the Lions, the Bears, the Browns, a bye week, and then the Texans. There is a lot of opportunity for them to get right back up before a I, – I mean, when I say the most difficult December I have ever – witnessed in my in, in my NFL career I don't say that lightly <clears throat> to start the month they are at San Francisco they are at the Chargers 
than they are at the Bills before hosting the Packers on Christmas. That is the worst December I've ever seen. That matters more than those first four games. And so you want to be, if you're the Dolphins, you want to be clicking on all cylinders. And, uh, you know, they'll have a little adversity in that first four. But then there's a bulk of the season right there from, uh, from, from weeks five until week 12 to really find their footing. And, and I think that will tell you a little bit more about the team than the first four weeks will. All right, you can read the piece again. The clock is ticking on Tua, how he's changed and why there's confidence in Miami. Marcel-Louis Jacques, the man behind that piece. He's our ESPN Dolphins reporter. Appreciate the time, Marcel. Thank you, sir. Yeah, of course. All right, Canteen Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're a renter, make sure you're protected. Renter's insurance includes options that cover stolen property, personal injury, and living expenses. If your place is damaged, quote renter's insurance at progressive.com. And uh, a reminder, news from Canty and Carlin Nation, just hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, at Randy Scott ESPN for me, at Nick Friedel for Nick. So Tua got us thinking about Jalen Hurts, the two former teammates with a lot to prove in 2022. We'll dive into that. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Team Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speaker. However you found us, we're glad you did. He's Nick Friedel down at the seaport there, New York City. I'm Randy Scott here in Bristol, Connecticut. You can tweet the show at ESPN Radio. Phone number 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Continuing to take your calls about the, the one retired athlete that you want to see one more time. You want to see one more game, one more tournament, one more season from, and it's inspired by Serena Williams, who we're going to get to see one more time, at least, and hopefully not for the last time, but we're going to see her tonight against Isla Tomjanovic, the U.S. Open third round match, 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, as well as on the ESPN app, anywhere you go. Uh, back to the uh, NFL discussion that we were having about Tua Tungavailoa. One of the interesting notes in Marcel Louis Jacques' uh, piece there, Nick, that's, that's on ESPN.com under the NFL tab, is the mechanic issue. So, the, the the knock on Tua from the casual fan and, and you know maybe this the Dolphins hater has been as arm strength isn't there. Well, it's not the, the the piece goes into detail saying it's not the arm strength, it's actually the mechanics that fell off and that they worked on Tua's core in the offseason and on his lower half, that when his legs are right, that everything else is sort of based off of the base, I guess, and that feeds the arm strength. And his his dad's had a 
a voice in that room. The the strength you know, coaches have had a voice in that room, and apparently too is in fin- like phenomenal physical shape. That that that's what's going to stand out, not necessarily the arm strength. So I don't know. We'll see. We ran out of time with Marcel because there's just so much meat on this bone here. That's the big question to me, Randy, about Tua is if he can't do it now, when's he going to do it? And that's at the heart of Marcel's piece on ESPN.com. And if you're Tua, you've got to feel that extra push because the Dolphins were in all the talks (laughs) after the fact with Tom Brady, and there was a question as to whether or not they were going to move after Deshaun Watson When the smoke starts to hit as a quarterback in the NFL and a team starts to give up a little bit on the investment they made as a high first-round pick, it feels like it's only a matter of time before you start winning. And if you don't win, see you later. It's on to the next guy. So all the pieces are in place for Tua to have a much bigger year under Mike McDaniel, and it seems like there is that cohesion that every good coach and quarterback needs to win in the NFL but if it doesn't happen for him here you just wonder what's going to happen for him next as far as being a starter in this league is concerned that's I want to see him get the ball out quickly I want to see him get it to guys in stride and in space and they have those weapons man Chase Edmonds where he most dirt out of the backfield obviously Tyreek Hill uh to try to get more out of Jalen Waddle as well like it's just it's the the speed is there. The ball's got to get there on time. And in, in in his understanding of the Mike McDaniel offense, like it's going to be exciting to see if it works. And and you could say the same thing about Jalen Hurts. And those two are tied together. And that's sort of the that's sort of the question here is like who has more pressure on them? Is it Jalen Hurts, who himself is in a prove it year with offensive weapons around him? I mean, Philadelphia has said, hey, there will be no, we will have our answer one way or the other after this season. There will be no excuses from our quarterback that he didn't have the weapons to work with. He's get the backfield. Is is loaded as Miles Sanders has come back to practice this week, but you got Devontae Smith, you've you've got you bring in AJ Brown, and you've got Dallas Goddard as the tight end, and you trust the offensive system. So it's up to Hertz to show marked improvement because these are two guys who are among qualified quarterbacks. Quarterbacks to start thirteen or more games a year ago, they are second worst. Yeah, second worst in yards per game is Tua Tagovailoa at two hundred and four yards per game, and then what third fourth. Fifth worst in the league is Jalen Hurts at 209 passing yards per game. You have to be high 200s. That we have to see. Yeah. We have to be 70 yard improvements per game from these guys, and they have the weapons to do it. So that's the question, Nick. Who has more pressure this year? I feel like it's Tua because Randy, when you have failed to live up to the expectations, I mean, I feel like Hurts has had more solid moments. He's taken the Eagles to a little bit more prominence. When you're trying to figure out which player has more to prove, but which player also can can raise their own game higher than what we've seen to this point, I feel like it's Tua. And Marcel told us the relationship between Mike McDaniel, it seems to have paid dividends early, but this is before week one. I want to see Tua go out and prove it week after week after week. And I'd say for both of these guys, the issue for both quarterbacks has been the lack of consistency. Neither one of these guys has shown, at least on the NFL level, that you can count on them to carry the team week after week or at least pick up the team when they need it uh, game after game. So that's the issue to me uh, for both uh, both guys coming into the season. But 
For me, it's Tua who's got to show a little bit more because the expectations were so unbelievably high for him coming into the draft. All right, so it this is an, it's an interesting debate for the former Alabama teammates. They've both been surrounded with talent, as we said. Everything you said, Nick, is true. They have not proven themselves to be capable uh, drivers of these uh, high-end and, and explosive automobiles, right? Uh, explosive potential on the offense. Diana Rossini, though, disagrees. Well, I don't know about disagrees. It explains why Hurts has so much pressure on him this year. They've given him everything. Mm. Look at this defense now. The trades are making. I mean, Howie Roseman is still doing work, and we're just a few days out from the start of the season to try to put this team in position to win. And what do we always do when we talk about the Eagles? We go through their lines. We say how good they are. We talk about their weapons. We talk about Sirianni's offense. Uh, His scheme seems to fit this team really well. But question marks about the quarterback. So I think this has got to be the season. He comes through and shows Philly that he's their guy. You could say the same about Tua in terms of, uh, you know, they've given him everything. They've given him the offensive weapons, went out and got the offensive line help. Uh, Tyron Armstead, but also went out and got Tyreek Hill and tried to surround him. You know, it's it's scary, though, right? It's like, hey, congrats, I have all these weapons to worry. This is so great. And then it's like, oh, man, I have no excuses. I have no excuses after this season. And not that Tua's in the excuse-making business, but the, just the, the margin for error now, it's just not there. There's There is no latitude they're going to be ju- he is going to be judged on how this system looks with him you know running it to these to these weapons can he maximize it who do you have more who do you expect more from let's get out on that who do you expect more from Tua or Jalen I expect more from Hertz I think he's in a system to succeed with a group around him that can really help him but Randy this part is crucial and it's for both guys it's for Hertz and for Tua we talked about what Tyreek Hill's confidence in him publicly has done. When you are in an environment where people believe in you and they pump you up and they trust that you can not only get it done but make everybody else around you feel better about doing it and, and making it happen time and again, that can do an immense amount. And anybody can relate to that. That can resonate for anybody in any uh, professional livelihood. So, I think for for Tua, that is crucial. I think for Hurts, that is crucial. But as far as who I expect uh, more from going into the season, it's got to be Jalen Hurts. I agree with you. I think Hurts has the ability to be productive with his legs a little bit more so than Tua does. Uh, but I, I do think that they're. I actually do think they're both going to succeed this year. I actually yeah. expect decent statistical seasons for both of them. Whether that translates into wins, we'll see. Tua and Hurts both big stars in college. And college football is back. Tune in Sunday night as LSU battles Florida State. Presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. Still to come, Broncos country. Let's ride. Does Russell Wilson's new extension do anything to move the needle for Lamar Jackson? Does the riding t- rising tide truly lift all boats? It's Canty and Carl in ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. 
Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. It's Keyshawn Johnson on KJM talking about uh, how Russell Wilson's deal resets the market for Lamar Jackson. I thought it was interesting as it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the interesting uh, the ESPN app and SiriusXM Channel 80. He's Nick Friedle. I'm Randy Scott. Nick, I thought it was I thought it was interesting that you sort of dismiss Deshaun Watson as an outlier like that. If you're if you're key and just say like given the situation where it was essentially a, a free agent move as opposed to. Huh, as opposed to uh, you know trying to keep your own young, talented quarterback, your MVP quarterback, a uh, guy who's taking your team to the postseason, trying to keep him happy. And I, I, I don't understand why that guaranteed number is so out of reach for Lamar Jackson, but maybe I'm echoing some Lamar Jackson talking points that he's making to the team himself. <laughs> I'm sure he is. Right? <laughs> I'm sure he is. Because, Randy, if if you're Lamar Jackson, you're saying, well, I've done just as much as as the guys who have gotten paid – the type of money that I'm looking for. And that's the key to me as we move forward into week one. And Lamar has said, once the season starts, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I don't want to deal with it. But as we listen to all these different things that have popped up and and we heard from Key there, when you're trying to figure out when this deal may get done, I feel like having covered pro sports for 15, 20 years now, when you're talking about a contract and everybody's saying, ah, well, it's not going to affect us. It's not going to have any impact. Randy Scott, it always has an impact. <laughs> when when a deal doesn't get done before the season and that deal hangs over a franchise and an organization throughout that season, it's always there. It's hovering over everything. And to think that if Baltimore and Lamar Jackson don't come to terms before this season – that everybody will just be able to focus on strictly football and put the conversation about this contract aside. That is ridiculous. It is. It, it, it's a fool's. It's a. It's a naivete. It's. It's just. It's factually inaccurate. Like you said. Like you know. You're around the, these locker rooms. You know far, far smaller issues have a way of being a cloud over it. Yeah. Just hanging over a franchise like a dementor in a control room. You know what I mean? Like in a radio control room. Like just a an absolute. You know, thief of joy, fun sponge dementor, uh, just hanging over uh, everything. And, you know, like it's it's it, it has a way of of lowering the ceiling for your franchise. It's the most it's the most important position in North American professional team sports. And you're going to mess around with a 25 year old quarterback who's already been an MVP unless he's asking for double what Deshaun Watson got in guaranteed money. It'll probably be to Keyshawn Johnson's point. Right. It'll be between the two thirty that Deshaun got and the 165 that Kyler Murray got. It should be more than Kyler Murray. It should be well more than Kyler Murray. And then the average annual value probably won't be more than $50 million a year, which is what Aaron Rodgers got in a much shorter deal. But I could see it being a five-year deal for 200 and – oh, man. Let's see, a five-year deal for $230 million with $200 million guaranteed. And that's it. Book it. And this is always, again, 
what seems to happen for a lot of people in a, in a lot of different jobs with deadlines on contracts. If Lamar Jackson is firm on the, well, I don't want to deal with it once the season starts. Randy, when that contract deadline comes up, that's usually when yeah. when numbers start to move and the conversation and the tenor of that conversation changes. So that's the part to me that becomes a lot more interesting as we get closer is who's going to budge a little bit and who's going to blink. And if the numbers that we already know are in place, especially with Murray and with Watson and, and we see the Russell Wilson news come down the other day, once the numbers get set, if that deal isn't in place once the season starts and everybody doesn't inch a little bit closer, then the questions are going to pop up because that's the way of the NFL. Does Baltimore really believe in Lamar moving forward? And that is the nature of this beast, and that is the risk both Lamar and the Ravens are running by coming this close to what has been thrown out there as the deadline and when the time talks will stop. And that and that's it. Like the the questions that you raise there for a guy in Lamar Jackson who while being young has answered several of them already. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's part of what informs, you know, Warren Moon was on Keyshawn J Will and Max and it, that idea and those questions are, are part of what informs the head scratching part of this that Warren Moon, the Hall of Famer says still baffles him. This one makes me scratch my head a little bit. I, I'm trying to figure out, is it the Ravens that aren't offering enough money, or is it, uh, is it Lamar wanting too much money? Uh, I think he, he's looked at the uh, Sean Watson deal, you know, $230 million guaranteed, and I'm sure that's something he has his eye on. But then you see a Russell Wilson, you know, signed for 245 but only 165 guaranteed. And I think that's the, the big stumbling block between the two is, is the guaranteed money. And I think that's something that the Ravens are concerned about because of Lamar's style of play. Do they want to guarantee? guarantee that much money for that many years for a guy who will probably have a lot more wear and tear on his on his body over the next two or three years because of the way he plays and the way they asked him to play. Uh, I'm hoping he gets this deal done here in the next week so he can go into the season without having to worry about this, his team not having to worry about it. Well, the, the team is creating its own worry, though. I mean, to Warren Moon's point, Nick, the, the, the team is creating its own problem. Again, unless there are just outlandish demands that Lamar is making. And if the team is worried about his playing style, which is to say putting the ball in his hands and, and giving him, oh, what's, let's say, 17 games times, you want to say five carries a game, then you're talking about 80 carries a season. And that's probably on the low 85. end. Yeah, it's, it might be on the low end. Heck, if it's 10 carries a season, a couple of them designed, but maybe some of them improvised, if it's 10 a season, it's 170 carries a season, that is a way of adding up. But, again, it's a problem that you, with your offensive system, are creating. So I understand he's a unique talent and it's a unique contract to try to put into place, but all the more reason, because he is a uniquely generational talent, all the more reason to get the man paid, keep him happy, keep him in your uniform. It's time for this thing to happen, both for player and for team. And, Randy, if it does not at this point, what both sides have done are open up a whole boatload of questions that are going to hang over everything the Ravens do throughout the year. All right. It's, uh, you're, you're absolutely right about that. We'll see. I think the deal gets done before September 11th. I'm fascinated by the numbers. Uh, we're brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. We're going to go three and out when we come back and bring you right up until the first serve of tonight's U.S. Open match, 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Serena Williams and Isla Tomjanovic, the U.S. Open third round. It's Canty and Carlin with Fredell and Scott on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and SiriusXM Channel 80 and in your smart speaker. And sometimes with a smart speaker, I'll do it. I'll do it right now. I'll, you know, Nick Friedel, Randy Scott, and for the guys, I'll, I'll say, I'll say, uh, I'll say Alexa. I'll say Alexa, uh, play play songs by the Locks, and we'll just go back to the '90s, man. I'll say. <laughs> That's a little edgier than than I would go to. I'm I'm a fan of the Locks, but my my Alexa would say, "Hey Alexa, play Key Sweat Twisted," <laughs> and that. That is what I do, Mr. Scott. When I'm on the road after the, one of these NBA games, yeah. I am turning on some Key Sweat, some Brian McKnight, anything, any slow jam, just to slow things down a little oh. bit in my brain. All right, not me. I'll I'll need to get fired up, work some things out in the hour forty five commute that I have. And it reminded. So we were talking about you were you know the car that you drove when you turned sixteen. It was a, a Ford Explorer, and uh, hold for applause. <laughs> and and the, and the music that you listen to, the music that you listen to, though, when you turn 16, because we've been having, what, Coolio has been some rejoined music. Yes. Uh, Big Pond's been some, I don't know, I can't remember. I mean, they've been so good. So mine, I will never forget The Source Presents Hip Hop Hits Volume 1. Did not have a CD player in the 1988 Dodge Colt hatchback. I had, but I had the adapter where from the CD player, the cord went to the fake cassette and the cassette went into Absolutely. the cassette player, and yep. that dialed it up. I'm just going to go through some of the some of the tracks. Hypnotize, Out of the Gate, number one, Notorious, it's there. And then, I mean, Look Into My Eyes, Bone Thugs at three, The Joint by EPMD at four. I mean, Can't Nobody Hold Me Down, Bout It, Bout It, Master P. I mean, this goes phenomenon. LL Cool J was track 17, Bow Down, West Side Connection was 11. Like, this wow. thing you can get on eBay for $7, although if I keep talking about it, I'm going to get outbid. But... The Source Presents Hip Hop Hits Volume 2 on eBay for like 40 bucks, dude. People are going back and finding old albums now. I just remember how many times that I would play that thing in the car. And so by the time it started skipping to a point that was uh, not working anymore, I would pull that CD out and it had all the circle lines because it had been used so many different times that I had worn it down to the bone. So I may go on eBay later tonight and I'll bid you because... I miss that CD terribly. There was a dude who had a CD burner on his Dell. He got a new computer. Oh, it was yeah. 98, and he had Napster. And he was like, I'll burn a CD. You give me 15 songs, and be on one CD. My mind was blown. But the cost was $40. What? $40. This guy fleeced you. $40. And he had a line out the door, man, at his at his, at his his house, at his locker, whatever else. And so I, I had Smash Mouth into Blink-182. No big deal. Not trying to brag. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. These radio days, I, I always think about making a bad food decision after the show. Going down to Queen Street in Southington, there's anything you want there, man. Everything from Outback to Nardelli's to Mission Chili, Barbecue, Chili's, Mission Chipotle's down there. there. Chipotle's there. Chipotle, I Buffalo like Chipotle. Wild Wings, Steve points Buffalo out. Wild Wings, there's they a got Lowe's. a good lineup. So welcome to Better Lowe's. than the Vegas Strip. The Jersey Mike's is going in. No big deal. Chick-fil-A. All right, so 
but Fat Burger. Sorry, this song makes me think of Fat Burger, and that's sorry, that's my whole point. I'd love to, to to go to a Fat Burger. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance with your fat host Randy Scott. Uh, Nick Friedel is there. In- wait a minute, wait a minute. You are not the fat host if, <laughs> in between the two of us. No, I'm yeah. sitting here. I'm sitting here like the Patton Oswalt bit where he's like, I want all the ham. He insulted like, your intelligence I'm- earlier, Nick. You don't need to have him insult you. I know, anymore. but I mean, the next time, if we if we're talking about the Nets on SportsCenter and somebody hasn't seen me, they're going to be like, wait a minute, Randy said he was the fat one? <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't insult his intelligence. I propped up Andre Snelling's That's right. Andre's just much smarter than both of us. Than both of us. Uh, it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and SiriusXM Channel 80. Uh, a reminder, again, we're taking you right up to, it's not first pitch. It's first, first serve. serve. First serve. Jinx, you guys all owe me cokes. First serve, Serena Williams against Isla Tomjanovic. U.S. Open third round action for the GOAT for Serena. Uh, could be the end of the line tonight. Here's hoping it's not, but uh, Tom Nianovich is the 15th ranked women's tennis player in the world. So, again, 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN proper and the ESPN app. want to thank Jeremy Fowler. want to thank Todd Blackledge. want to thank Andre Snellings, the man, the myth, the brain. want to thank Marcel Louis-Jacques, who we wish we had more time to get more questions in. But it was very informative for Tua Tungavailoa and what's going on with the Dolphins. And a reminder that a lot, there's lots of college football action this weekend as it is officially week one. Weekend preview is brought to you by Geico. Switch to Geico today and see all the ways that you could save. It is time now, though, as we attempt to land this bird for three and out. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is... Three and out. All right, Randy, Nick, uh, time to go three and out. This is a story we've been following for the last week. Pretty major injury for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, First line of the article, Jamison Hensley, the ESPN Ravens reporter, writes, the Baltimore Ravens are going to have to wing it with their mascot this season. That's right, Poe, the mascot who went down in the final game of the preseason last week, is out for the season with, I believe, a torn drumstick, Randy. Uh, can the Ravens <laughs> overcome this injury? They had so many last year, and it caused them to miss the playoffs. Will that happen again now that Poe is out? <laughs> torn drumstick. Like, people are out here eating Ravens. Like, people are out here catching Ravens in the wild and throwing them on the old on the old George Foreman grill. Uh, what's the question? Can they overcome it? Yeah, they could overcome it. Maybe, maybe. How long has Poe been there, you know? Maybe Poe's the reason they haven't won a Super Bowl since 2012. I'll give you some uh, background. There used to be two other mascots named Edgar and Allen, obviously. Awesome. Edgar Allen Poe, the okay. Raven, all lines up. They yeah. were discontinued in 2008. So Poe's been the only one for the last, I think, 14 oh. seasons. Okay. So Can we bring Ed- Edgar or Allen out yeah, of Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we, you know, we were talking earlier about athletes we'd like to see play one more time. I want to see those mascots on the field in Baltimore one more time now that Poe is out, Nick. Quote the Raven. Nevermore. Ouch. No, he said ouch. He tore his ACL. But Okay, yeah, got it. It was a drumstick. It wasn't an ACL. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, the, it was a drumstick. The Jaguars, uh, five years, uh, I believe, with Doug Marone. No ping pong table in the locker room. Players ask Doug Peterson. He okays the request. Ping pong is back in the Jaguars' locker room, Nick. Will this help bring them back to the playoffs for the first time in five years? If Trevor Lawrence was in on the ping pong table being in there, then great. 
because the the Jags need to do everything they possibly can to make Lawrence feel comfortable. Guys, we just spent some time talking about Tua and Jalen Hurts and what they need to do to lift up their respective teams. Trevor Lawrence needs to show a lot more in year two than he did in year one in Jacksonville. If Trevor Lawrence is good with it, the Jags should be great with it. Uh, I'm in favor of it. The Atlanta Braves had a uh, had a uh, soft serve ice cream machine installed at their lowest point of last season in their locker room, in their clubhouse rather, and they went on a, a run that culminated in a World Series title. Sometimes teams have a way of rallying around sort of creature comforts and little things like this, so uh, I'm on board. I am on board with this. All right, last one. Not quite a three and out. Usually we cover stories we haven't hit yet, but one story we've hit many times, Serena versus Isla Tomjanovic. 7 p.m. tonight. Randy, who you got in tonight's match? I think Serena does it. I think Serena does it. Um, the, what the, Here's the name to, to, to the Sviatek down the line. She's looming. She's looming, and she's 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 a killer. She's not intimidated by Serena. Um, I'm not saying that Tomjanovic is intimidated, but I'm I'm saying that the way that crowd is going to be on a Friday night in New York, enthusiastically, raucously behind Serena, and Serena's disposition and inability to be flustered I, it, on on that stage at that point, I see Serena winning, and uh, I don't see this thing ending tonight. I want Serena to win. I think she can, but guys, there was so much emotion the other night when she knocked off the number two ranked player in the game. I, I, I think it's going to be a struggle for. Her. I think the crowd can push her to a point, and Serena is Serena, and she can still turn back time. But I would be surprised if it is able to continue past tonight. All right, last thing. Uh, we're going four and out today. Nick, uh, we've been talking. This could be the last uh, ESPN radio show you're hosting for a little while <laughs> as the summer is ending. What are you writing, Nick, in ESPN radio's yearbook? Oh, first of all, thank you to my man, Liam. He got me on Mike and Mike 13 or 14 years ago. I always appreciate that. Justin, I've known forever. I love him. And... I am glad he remembered I was alive <laughs> because I enjoy the hell out of the radio. And Randy, we've only got to work together a couple times, but I've enjoyed this summer. Javante has been with me and Evan and Cam. But the key to me is that they remembered I existed, and I will always remember that about this summer. Sometimes that's all you need, man, to be at the forefront of mine. You are <laughs> so much fun to work with, dude. Like I said, best Thanks, best pipes in the business, great laugh. <laughs> It's been a quick four hours. Cam, honestly, guys, Javante Cam's. I think it's been yeah. I think it really has. So thanks, thanks for that opportunity. Spain and Fitz on ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin. I mean, this has been Fredell and Scott on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.